We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Good morning and a happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Pastor Jolly John Lukowski, uh, presently at my home in Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, basics. the Basics. Matt, you know, we usually start with some goofiness. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, well, and maybe even more than a start. <laughs> it could be argued that pretty much all of it is goofy. But I actually, in, in this month where we've had uh, Democratic conventions and Republican conventions, and of course uh, the election of a, a president is is upon us, uh, I, I wanted to do something serious. And I know it's hard for people to hear, believe this, but no, seriously, I, I've got a quote from Ronald Reagan because uh, I know, here's the thing that saddened me about this whole election coming up. There's all kinds of religious stones that are going to be thrown. And, and people are going to be arguing, oh, my my candidate is is uh, uh, for God. Oh, no, and, and your candidate, if you vote for your candidate, that's going to be a, a blow against God. You know, that the whole religion thing is going to get, and, and please just leave us out of it, people. Do what you need to do, <laughs> but leave leave God out of it. Um, but I have this beautiful quote from Ronald Reagan I wanted to share. Could I, could I do that? Matt? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. America was founded by people who believed that God was their rock of safety. I recognize we must be cautious in claiming that God is on our side. But I think it's all right to keep asking if we're on his side. So I thought that was a really neat quote. Yeah. Okay. That ought to be our concern. Are we on God's side? Let's not be boasted about whether he's on our side or yeah. not. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. So anyway, I, politics are on our mind, and I thought that was a kind of a, a good uh, approach to, to look at what's going to be happening in the weeks to come. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's kind of that's good, John. Thanks. I, I always think of that uh, episode in the Old Testament where uh, I think it's Joshua, right, and the commander of the Lord's yeah, army, and he yeah. says, "Are you are you on our side?" And he goes, I, "I'm not on anyone's side. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, I'm the Lord's side." You know. So that idea, it's a, it's a little dangerous to claim that the God's on our side. That's for sure. I recognize we must be cautious in claiming that God is on our side, but I think it's all right to keep asking if we're on his yeah. side. Thank you, uh, Ronald Reagan. Now we're back to Jeremiah. We're back to Jeremiah. Where are we at, Matt? Oh, we're in Jeremiah chapter 18, chapter 18. So uh, how, how do we? How are we on God's side? Well, we study God's word. That's where he yeah. reveals his will to us. Uh, and uh, Jeremiah is no exception. So, uh, yeah, we, we talked about Jeremiah's underwear last time we looked at Jeremiah, and that's uh, actually chapter 13, chapter 13. Uh, now we're going to chapter 18 for those following along at home, playing along at home. Uh, so uh, today we're, we're uh, moving from underwear to a different picture that God uses to help to teach Jeremiah and uh, to teach us today, too. Um, you know, for starters, John, uh, you know, I, I don't know, when the kids were younger, did you ever take them to Silver Dollar City down in Branson? Oh, my goodness. See, now, Matt, 
I, I I was down in Silver Dollar City before it was Silver Dollar City. Oh, well, when, when all that was down there was was, it was the Dollar City. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, if you you down there, it's like a big amusement park. It's kind of like yeah. Disneyland yeah. of the Midwest. But when my mom and dad would take us there, all that was there was Slantin' Sam's Cabin, and and the uh, the uh, what is it? What's the caverns down there? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Marvel. 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 Yeah, Marvel. That, that's all there was. It's quite different down there now but uh yes yeah. we have taken the kids down there well yeah this year i think it won uh, some best theme park in america award voted by the the people and so i uh, know they've expanded quite a bit no doubt about it uh but but one of the things i appreciate they've they've kept is we've taken our children there now too uh is a lot of the craftsmen you know you have yes. uh, you have the the blacksmith who's been there forever uh, you got the glass blowers, the candy makers, the candle makers, the the bakery. That's my personal favorite. Oh, uh, yeah, I can see uh, that. Yes, yes. Do you, do you love pie, Matt? I do love pie. I do. Why don't you marry it? <laughs> <laughs> that was last week's episode. That was last week's episode. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, listen to last week's episode on podcast, folks, and you'll get the joke. But. Uh, yeah, but, but my favorite craftsman, the one that I could spend an hour looking at, hours looking at, is the the potter. I just I just love that. You know, you go into the the pottery house there, and you you watch them at work, and they slap down the clay and on the stone wheel, and then they get to work. And I mean, they make it look so easy. It's just a matter of minutes. It's it's comes from, it transforms from this blob into a beautiful vase or a bowl or. Or whatever it might be, but anyway, that's that's uh, the picture I want our listeners to have in their minds as we look at Jeremiah chapter eighteen. That picture of a potter at work at that potter's wheel, uh, exerting that pressure on that bowl or whatever they're making, uh, and that counter pressure from that wheel to to make something beautiful. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to, before I get into the text, I know you're getting anxious to get in the text, John. I know, I know. But I'm going to uh, talk about pottery a little more for just a second. Okay, um, all right. You know, when you, <laughs> so this when, is our arts and crafts edition of Wrestling with the Basics. That's right. So, so, so how made, do you get that beautiful glaze, Matt? <laughs> What's that? But how do you get that beautiful glaze? A beautiful glaze, right. Well, you, <laughs> I know. I feel, I feel like Bob Ross or something in this painting show. But, <laughs> That's um, right. But, but, you know, believe it or not, there, there was a time when there, there wasn't pottery, right? You know, the, no. The, the, yeah. So at some point in history, now we're going what back to our cereal here. out of. Exactly. Exactly. You're at a loss. You know, I try to imagine that life without pottery, life without uh, <laughs> something where you could contain water or contain yeah. food or carry water. I mean, it, it was really sort of a, 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 a a hand-to-mouth type of existence. I mean, you could only you could only have enough as what you carried in your hands, basically, or maybe some rudimentary stone bowls or something. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, we take our Tupperware for granted and all the the <laughs> bowls we have and uh, bags and all that other we, stuff, all the containers. We need to do a whole episode on how we take our Tupperware for granted. I, that that's has right. been a thing that I've just <laughs> has bugged me for years, but yeah. not not today. <laughs> I'm going to start harping on that in my preaching, John. <laughs> Don't right. take your Tupperware for granted, That's folks. Right. Come on. Uh, but 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 really, you know, I mean, picture that life with no pots or pans, no bowls. I mean, uh, it really is reduced to kind of whatever you can hold in your hands. I mean, that that's about it. 
Uh, but then, yeah, then there was this revolution. Pottery came, and uh, all of a sudden, there's bowls and jugs and plates and pots and lamps, even oil lamps. Uh, they're all created from from clay, from that lump of clay. Uh, and it really did change everything. And, and, you know, pottery obviously is pretty functional. Like we said, you can put sort of water and food and oil and those types of things. But uh, potteries also became pretty early on beautiful. I mean, that was one of the most beautiful things that a person was owned. Matt, could Matt, own. Matt is, is there a point to this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't feel edified by my arts and crafts. And stuff. I'm just wondering. You I know? know, I know, I know. And I'm sure our listeners are too. So thanks for your patience, listeners. <laughs> so my point is, <laughs> pottery. pottery became something that's functional, uh, purposeful, useful, but also something that's beautiful. All right. So again, keep that in mind as now we get started, John, in uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 18, if you want to read verses 1 through 3. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. And by the way, boy, we keep hearing that emphasized again and again because it's it's crazy stuff, but it's always the word that came from the Lord. Oh, yeah. When you read through Jeremiah, you know, do this search, you know, on Google or, you know, Bible Gateway in your Bible concordance, you know, just the word of the Lord. How many times is that used in the book of Jeremiah? Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And uh, here's yet another time. Exactly. Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. Okay. All right. Good. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. So, uh, God, the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah, and he asks Jeremiah to, to take a trip. And he doesn't take a trip to, to, to Silverdar City, but just to the potter's house. And he sees the potter there working at his wheel. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I think it's just kind of neat, this, this idea of this, this uses this shapeless blob. And then, yeah. He, he shapes this this beautiful pottery. So uh, what what's the point here, okay? So, I mean, if, if you had to guess, and this isn't the only time the scriptures talk about this potter and pottery metaphor or picture here, you know, who is the potter, if we want to get to the point? God. God, God exactly. Potter. And who's the God, clay? Yeah, yeah we, we are. Right? We are the clay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God's the potter, we are the clay, exactly. Um, you know, and I think that, that, that what's kind of cool here is um, th- this word that's it's used there, um, the pot, you know, the potter was working at his wheel. Um, the, the word, you know, that's used for forming clay, um, is this Hebrew word yatsar. Uh, and it's also the same word that's used in Genesis chapter two, uh, especially verse seven. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So when the Lord God formed or yatsard, is that uh, right? yeah, Adam from okay. the dirt. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty neat. Oh, so that, God, that God, is neat. Isn't that a cool connection? Dirt, and that's what you use to make pottery. Exactly. Yeah, so okay. God's been God's been at this for a while <laughs> since yeah. creation, uh, and you know, at, at creation there, God doesn't use any pottery wheel or anything. He just uses the dirt of the ground, uh, and he, he gets to work at making Adam. Um, which you know, when you hear that, you know, it is cool, and that's a neat connection. We're pottery. We're we're you know, God formed us. But at the uh, on the other hand, um, to know that we're just dirt. <laughs> We're, we're nothing more than a blob of clay. Uh, that's pretty humbling, too. Uh, 
the well, isn't, uh, that what, isn't that what Adam means? Doesn't that mean? Earth? Yeah, the ground is from the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Earth, ground, uh, exactly. Um, it, the, the Star Trek, um, you know, especially the next generation you know, with Captain Picard, they would call uh, humans would be referred to as carbon units. <laughs> you know, car- <laughs> and uh, you know, how do you like to be a carbon unit? Uh, but but yet it's it's true. You know, it, it's kind of good science. I mean, we are really are. We're just a uh, uh, carbon units. We're, we're dirt. We're not much more. Uh, we're clay. Could, could, could I share a quote uh, from yeah, Isaiah ahead. on that? Sure. But now, O oh Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. So there it is. Yeah. Uh, explicitly that image in Isaiah 64. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd be interested to see. It might be that Yatsar word again, formed I from his hands. Did. I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but but maybe so. Um, so, so, yeah, on the one hand, it's humbling. On the one hand, we're just dirt. We're carbon units, uh, not much more. Uh, but, you know, w- one of the first things we talked about when we, we were discussing Jeremiah is back in chapter 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 5, where God says to Jeremiah, I formed you. There's that word, Yatsar, again. I formed yeah. you in the womb, and I knew you. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, we're dirt. We're nothing but clay. But but we're a value because of the potter, right? Ah, that, that God sure. the potter has formed us, fashioned us. Yeah, we are dirt. We're just clay, right? But God has formed us, has fashioned us. And that is what makes us special. Uh, that's what makes us a value. Uh, Jeremiah so did just... So uh, kind of like yeah, what ahead. we talked about last week, right? Exactly, that's John. Like, exactly. Uh, Paul was saying in Romans that uh, yeah. our value is because of God's compassion and mercy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's not our works. We're, we're just we're dirt bags. We're, we're clay. We're nothing. It's not our work. What gives us value is God's mercy. What gives us value is His love, His forming of us uh, in love and mercy. Um, so yeah, so Jeremiah is more than clay. Jeremiah didn't appear randomly on the scene. He's not just this accumulation of of dirt and blood and bones. And and it's so important for us to realize neither are we. <laughs> But the, the potter's formed us. He's formed us with his same skilled hands. He put us together in our mother's womb. He's made us uniquely who we are. And, and just like clay is, is beautiful and useful, that's how God's made us too. He's made us beautiful, exactly how he wants us, no matter who we are, uh, but also useful. He has a purpose for each one of us too. He's called us to different vocations and callings in this life where he works through us uh, to, to serve him and to love our neighbor. So, uh, yeah, so, so don't be offended by being called pottery or, or clay or dirt because, uh, because you know who the potter is. Uh, you know who the potter is, and that's what gives you value. That's what makes you useful. That's what makes you beautiful, too. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to read on, read on a little, John? Yeah. Where do you okay. want me? How far? Okay, so there's a pro- just real short, just the first half of verse 4, because here we encounter a problem as Jeremiah is watching the potter. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. Yeah, we'll stop there. So (laughs) have you ever seen that happen before, John? You're watching a potter at work uh, at his wheel. Uh, You know, it's just they're they're chugging along. And, you know, I, you know, all of a sudden it just like goes cattywampus and the thing just kind of collapses on itself or or wobbles out of shape and it's not centered anymore. And and it's just spoiled that fast, just in a matter of seconds. Uh, the, the, the vessel spoiled. And uh, yeah. You know, it's interesting, Matt, is the word spoiled is the same word that was used for Jeremiah's underwear. Oh, in that yeah. Story. Hey, good. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. yeah. So spoiled, you know, and, 
And uh, yeah, well, that hold on to that, John. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, spoiled underwear, you know, seems pretty useless. What are you going to do with that? Uh, yeah. Spoiled clay, that seems pretty useless. What are you going to do with that, right? Um, it, it's a spoiled vessel. And, and I think, uh, you know, the reason it's spoiled is because it, it's, you know, we, we might be able to say it resists the potter's hands. You know, yeah. it's not yeah, well, doing. It didn't do what the potter wanted it to do. Good point. It, exactly. It's not doing what the potter wanted it to do. And so what happens to it? Well, it's ruined, right? It's spoiled. It's cattywampus. It's misshapen. Um, and, and I, you know, that's that's a picture of, of God's people that, that Jeremiah is sharing the word with, that's a picture of us, God's people today too, that because of our sin, because of our rebellion, because of our wandering from God, you know, we're sin-spoiled people. The people of Judah were sin-spoiled people. We're, we're misshapen lumps of clay. Uh, so, you know, to recognize that, that we're that imperfect clay, that we resist the potter's hands too, right? We don't want to be formed or molded by him. Uh, so that, that's something to, to recognize and be convicted by. But I think the even more important question then is, well, what is the potter going to do about it? <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Does he throw the clay away then in the waste can and go go buy some new clay and start over? Uh, you know, does he just uh, kick over the potter's wheel and give up and call it a day? Uh, what does he do? Uh, and, and we hear what he does in, in the next part of verse four. Yeah, because I think the inclination would say, okay, well, just, it's nothing but dirt anyway. We'll scrap that, throw that in the scrap heap, and we'll get some new and start from from uh, uh, scratch. No big but, deal. Dirt is cheap, right? Yeah, uh, clay yeah. is cheap. And just, yeah, start over again. You know, forget that. Just throw it in the waste can. It's not even worth the time to reshape and go through that trouble. Uh, just just forget it. That That's that's probably what we would do. <laughs> but, but not the potter, not the potter. Here we, yeah. So verse four, if you want to read that second half. All right, I'll, I'll start at the beginning there. Okay. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. Yeah, you know, I think that is, uh, I think that's one of the most hope-filled passages in the whole book of Jeremiah. <laughs> he reworks it into another vessel as it seems good for the potter to do. Uh, yeah, the potter just, he begins again. He doesn't give up on the lump of clay. Uh and I think that the same is said of, of God's people, uh, even the people of Judah, who had been unfaithful at this point in Jeremiah's ministry time and again. God doesn't give up on them. Uh, God doesn't give up on us either. Uh, he doesn't just throw away what's what's cracked and chipped and broken and misshapen and imperfect like we are in sin. Uh, but uh, he goes to work with that same clay. Uh, God isn't afraid to get his hands dirty, you might say. And uh, thanks be to God for that. And, uh, you know, and I think as, as we think of that idea that God isn't afraid to get dirty, you know, we look, we look at the cross, of course, you know, where God doesn't just get his hands dirty, but Jesus, uh, his whole, his whole body's dirty and bloodied and, and even more, it's defiled with our sin, with our dirtiness, our filth of sin. Uh, and yet, and yet he still dies. He, he doesn't give up on the clay. Uh, he's willing to even die for us and lay down his life. Uh, so that we might be forgiven and, and in being forgiven, be made beautiful again, beautiful in his eyes, uh, be made useful again, useful for service in his kingdom, uh, all because of what Jesus has done for us uh, on the cross. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, um, beautiful verse there in, in the rest of verse four, that God doesn't give up on his clay, uh, but, but gets to work again to reshape, reform it, uh, remake it uh, into something beautiful. 
that is that is a, that is a wonderful thought, Matt. Uh, and again, like you say, it's just very encouraging that, that God would not simply abandon that which is which has been corrupted. I was checking out the word spoiled, and, yeah. and it's really a very powerful word. It's often used of that which is, you know, which other people say is worthless, you know, uh, but but not in God's eyes. In God's eyes, it's always worth reworking it and and making it good as to what He He thinks should be good, not what not what we think should be good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's a great point. And again, that spoiled underwear, that same word there, um, God doesn't abandon that even, right? Uh, but no. he commands uh, Jeremiah to go and dig it up again. Uh, you know, God doesn't even abandon that. So that's, that's remarkable. Yeah, God, God reworks those spoiled things. Um, yeah, you know, I guess, you know, I want to focus, maybe we can just focus on those first four verses. Uh, and, and the one other point I guess I'd just like to make with the time we have left is just, you know, especially during this time of, a pandemic and COVID nineteen. I think that that so many times um, we 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 th- see that I don't know. It just feels like things are out of control, right? You know, the future is yeah. out of control. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, the you know, pot's spoiled. Yeah. The, the pot is spoiled, right? Um, we're worried about uh, our, our jobs and our own health and our families and our kids as they're they're going to school again. Um, but I, I think that this potter in the clay also shows us another truth about, about life, especially life right now, is that life isn't just a, a random series of events that don't have any meaning. Uh, but, but God is the potter. He's behind this, you know, and, and maybe we can call that God's sovereignty. You know, as Lutherans, sometimes we shy away from that word. And, and you know, there's certainly a, a right way to understand it and a wrong way, I suppose. But, uh, but, but God is definitely sovereign. He is the potter. We are the clay. And I think that's another thing we learn from this verse, too. And I think that when you know that God is a loving, sovereign God, there's comfort there. That, that in the midst of all these things that seem out of control, God is control, right? He's the potter. We are the clay. He's in control. He's at the, the wheel, the potter's wheel. Um, and because he's that God of love shown in Jesus Christ, we know uh, it, it's going to be okay. He's not going to abandon us. He's not just going to throw us in the, the waste pile, uh, but he's going to continue to shape us through this. And even through times of pandemic and uh, trouble and heart attacks and all those other things, uh, God continues to shape and rework us and form us again into something beautiful and it's something useful for him too uh, in his kingdom and in, in his church. Matt, Matt, would you mind if I read the next few verses that oh, yeah, come in right Jeremiah 18? Because I think this is interesting. It says, if any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intended to do it. And if at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build it and plant it. Uh, I just thought that was interesting because we hear these words. And my first thought is, of course, he's talking about Israel. And of course, he's talking about the damage that's going to come to Israel, the invasion by the Babylonians, and they're taken off to captivity. Uh, but I think it's cool that Jeremiah reminds us, no, this isn't just about the nation of Israel. This is about all nations and all kingdoms. And so, you know, we didn't plan it this way because we don't do much planning. But <laughs> I guess maybe that quote from Reagan actually was a good quote to start off this, that if there are things going on in our country, we need to ask ourselves, are we still on God's side? And uh, maybe there are things we need to repent of, and maybe that might explain why we're having some of the struggles we're having. But I really like your point, too. That's that's the point of this, is that God never abandons his pottery. 
he might discipline his pottery sometimes, you know, he might, what does it say there? He might break it, they pluck it up. But the intent, of course, is, as you said, that he might always restore it. That's what he wants to do. So, so yeah. God grant that to us as people. God grant that to us as a nation as well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, to turn from evil. Uh, I think you're right, John. You know, that's a, that's an admonition to us as individuals, uh, the church even, <laughs> but, yes. but certainly our nation too, and, and all nations of the earth. Uh, to turn from evil, to turn to the Lord. Uh, and uh, God promises not to abandon. Uh, that's his desire. He doesn't take any pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that they turn from their ways and live. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Um, we hope people have enjoyed our discussions. Uh, this has been... Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.